Good day, ladies and gentlemen. The inmates have taken over the asylum. The Catholic Church is officially run by crazy people and not only those in charge. Many of them are probably trying to be sane, but have been living in insanity for so long that at this point, the, the gates of hell have not prevailed. We know that will never happen. But whatever it means for the gates of hell to prevail, if it's not this, then we will say the Catholic Church is on the ropes. I'm not really sure how else to put it. I haven't been on YouTube. I haven't been on Twitter. I've taken some time off from that for Lent. I'm just sort of putting things up to YouTube for professional reasons. So, you know, putting up shows and things like that, podcasts, whatever. Uh, maybe post the odd thing on Twitter, but I haven't been on. I haven't been reading the news in the church and stuff, and it's really great. But I had to do a show today. I was very busy getting our Canadian Martyrs Men's Conference underway, not myself, but with the help of the Holy Name Society and all the, the wonderful men that do that stuff with me. And uh, it was an amazing weekend, but it took a lot of my time. So I didn't do a lot of shows in the last couple of weeks. And I had no idea what was going on in the church. As I said, I literally deleted YouTube as an app off my phone. So I thought, I'm going to take a trip over to LifeSite News. LifeSite News is a great place. I was employed full-time there for a couple of years. I've since gone independent, and I still write freelance for them. I love that place. It's a wonderful place. Everyone should support it. And LifeSite is obviously known for posting the latest and greatest news in the church. So I said, I'm going to go there, see what's going on. Maybe there's something to talk about. So let's just take a look at the LifeSite News homepage, because I thought, my goodness, I can't even just do one of these stories because I saw things. I thought, my, like at this point, the inmates are running the asylum. Things are so bananas in the church that it's, it's at this point becoming comical. If it wasn't tragic, it would be a comedy. And we're going to take a look at that in just one second. But first, I'd like to show you about, or I'd like to show you, I'd like to talk to you about um, a tour that I'm taking, a pilgrimage I'm taking this fall to Italy with Father Albert Calio, a traditional Dominican. And here's the information. With all the trouble in Rome, it is easy to forget about one unshakable fact. Our church is the Roman Catholic Church, and Rome is the Eternal City. What a perfect time to go on a pilgrimage to the Eternal City and the other monumental sites of Catholic heritage in beautiful Italy. Join Father Albert Calio and me this November as we tour through the shrines of Italy and the Amalfi Coast as we attend daily Mass in the Old Rite in the footsteps of St. Peter and St. Francis. Click the link in the description to register for this once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to discover the heart of the Catholic faith in the heart of the old Roman Empire. Go to kennedyhall.ca slash Italy or just simply click the link in the description to this podcast, whether you're watching it or listening to it on one of the audio podcast platforms such as Spotify or iTunes. All right, let's go to LifeSite News and let's look at what I'm talking about. So here's the cover of LifeSite News, their Catholic uh, section. And okay, I thought, okay, I'm going to go to the top articles of the day because that's usually where you find sort of the, the stories that are most uh, interesting. Look at these two. The first two. Cardinal Dolan praises priest who presided at tra trans funeral in New York Cathedral. I'm thinking, what the heck is that about? And then number two, 10,000 people urge Cardinal Dolan to exercise St. Patrick's Cathedral after sacrilegious trans funeral. I'm going, what is going on here? So I click on this one. And here's a picture of this funeral. So there's a bunch of activists in there. Okay. And I'll read just a little bit. It says, Cardinal Timothy Dolan of the Archdiocese of New York told a Catholic laywoman that Father Edward Doherty, who officiated at the scandalous February 15th funeral service of a transgender activist and atheist in St. Patrick's Cathedral, is a hero. Now, he didn't say that he's a hero for doing it. He said, um, as we go through, 
he's a hero for walking away. Uh, when this person talking to Cardinal Dolan, when Long insisted that right here, when many Cath that many Catholics would have liked to attend that mass of reparation in light uh, of the great scandal of the funeral service, Dolan told her that Darty is a hero because he stopped the funeral mass. And when Long objected that she herself had watched the entire service and that it was not stopped, Dolan said, then it went on without him. So the context is, is if we go down here, um, Doherty officiated the funeral service on February 15th, as can be heard on the video of the event. He was told before the service that the originally planned funeral mass had to be turned into a funeral service. Funeral service, no mass. A clergyman told Doherty, Doherty to which he replied, okay, okay. He obviously did not make that decision. He con uh, continuously spoke of the trans activist Cecilia Gentili, born a man as she, and indicated that Gentili was on the way to heaven. At the beginning of the service, he praised the attendees, hundreds of whom were transgender persons, by stating, except on Easter Sunday, we don't really have a crowd that is so well turned out. The congregation burst out in prolonged uproarious hoots and yells, and he tolerated the innumerable blasphemies and the mockeries of the Catholic faith throughout the service, during which the Mother of God was mocked, replacing the words Ave Maria with the chant Ave Cecilia. My goodness gracious. And it goes on and on and on. At certain points during the service, Doherty could be heard laughing at the pranks of the audience. On the high, alt high altar of St. Patrick's, transgenders were hugging and kissing during the remembrance speeches. Okay. Anyway. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So Cardinal Dolan is praising this priest as being a hero. It seems like Cardinal Dolan is saying he's a hero because he didn't actually do the funeral mass and turned it into a funeral service. But as we find out, it actually still went on and whatever, and no one can make sense of this. There is no way to make sense of this. And you have to ask yourselves, my friends, this is one of the most powerful cardinals in the world. New York City is one of the biggest Catholic dioceses in the world. There are millions and millions of Catholics in that area, considering the Catholic population and how big the city is. The inmates are running the asylum. We're having funeral masses slash services, who can tell, that explicitly go against what is allowed in the tradition of the church. You have a cardinal of the mo one of the most powerful dioceses in the world praising the priest who is laughing at the mockeries and blasphemies or whatever is going on in the funeral service. And now you have tens of thousands of people asking for a massive reparation for what happened in the funeral. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to have some uncomfortable conversations. We've had to have them for a long time, but every once in a while, there's something that comes up where we ask ourselves, what in the name of all that is holy is actually happening? You see, the leaders of the church are gripped with a form of insanity. And this form of insanity is called liberalism. Liberalism is a form of insanity. Archbishop Lefebvre, he talked about this. And... Arch Archbishop Lefebvre wrote this book called They've Uncrowned Him. I recommend that everybody uh, get this book and read it. There's actually a um, uh, an audio version for free on YouTube that you can listen to or on podcast platforms. Just look up the SSPX podcast and uh, They Have Uncrowned Him. It's an incredible book. It's really well done. I'm an audiobook snob. As a narrator myself, it's incredibly done. Bravo to An Angelus Press for doing that. And Archbishop Lefebvre lays out in this book the utter insanity of liberalism, the utter insanity of the philosophy behind it. Now, what does this mean 
that liberalism is insane. Well, here is what it means to be sane. Another book you should look up is Orthodoxy by G.K. Chesterton, and he talks about how his march to the faith, orthodoxy, at the time he was an Anglican, but he was seeking to be an orthodox Christian. He eventually converted, but his book still applies because it's... Um, his book was 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 about finding the truth of Catholicism, and, and he finds it, and this book is, is, a, is a great book. In any event, he talks about his, his journey to Christianity, to Orthodox Christianity, and eventually to Catholicism. His journey is on a path to sanity. He's looking to conform his mind to what is real. You see, to be sane, you must conform your intellect to the truth. So... We see things, we experience things, we know things. We see these things to be always that way. We experience these things to be consistently in the same way. And we know things that are immutable that always apply. There are these eternal truths. We see two apples and two other apples. We put two and two together, we get four. We try it with bananas. We try it with sticks. We try it with rocks. And it always turns out four. We recognize the mathematical truth of two plus two is four will always be the case and cannot be different. So we recognize what is real and we conform our intellects to that thing. That keeps us sane. And obviously there are higher truths where it takes more of a, a, a logical exercise to get there. But eventually we get to the point where we recognize through the natural law, through revealed religion and so on and so forth, that there are truths about the religion, about the faith. Jesus Christ claimed X, Y, and Z. Jesus Christ did X, Y, and Z. Jesus Christ is prophesied in the Old Testament. The, the Old Testament is validated by the miracles and the testimony and the historicity and so forth. Jesus Christ validates the claims of the Old Testament by fulfilling them. Jesus Christ validates the fact that he is divine by doing miracles. The miracles are attested to and verified by the eyewitness accounts and the tests and the transmission over time and the fact that miracles still happen and so on and so forth. And then we understand that Jesus Christ is saying he is God. Jesus Christ is proving he is God. Therefore, this is a truth that we must conform our intellects to. And so we do so. And therefore, in the church, we find sanity. And this is why historically, as the world has lost its mind in various ways, various revolutions, heresies, whatever, the church always stood firm and was the pillar of sanity, which is why Chesterton ultimately found his way to Rome because he wanted to be sane. Okay. The church is still the mystical body of Christ. The church is unspotted. It is the unspotted lamb, the body of Christ. There is nothing wrong with the church per se, but there's always this element of the human beings in the church. And right now we live in an era where the human beings in the church are insane because the men in the church, almost every single one of them in positions of authority, almost every single one, almost every single one have been imbibed with the spirit of liberalism and by extension, modernism. They don't conform their intellects to reality. In fact, they hate reality. They hate the fact that the church teachings, the church's teachings on various things are immutable. So they try to find ways around them. And this was personified in the Second Vatican Council. It doesn't matter if you can't find an explicit heresy in the council. I think you can with religious liberty. That's another story. Nonetheless, it doesn't matter if you can't find an explicit heresy in the council. The orientation of the council was liberal. It was to open oneself up to the changing truths of the world and to dialogue with them, and therefore to open oneself up to the changing reality of liberal insanity, and therefore to become insane yourself if you imbibe these things. This is why over the last decades that we've seen in the church and in our lives, we've seen a continual march towards insanity. We have Pope Francis, who is out of his mind. 
Pope Francis is out of his mind. The bishops that, su that support him are quite frankly out of their minds. There's no other way to explain it at this point. We have a pope who is ex ex uh, accepting these same-sex blessings of unions and so forth. They are unions. But these men are so crazy that they're able to say to themselves that a couple is not a union. This is to say that a synonym is not the other thing that it is. A union is two put together in a union. A couple is two put together in a couple. They're synonyms. You, anyway, we've been over this a thousand times on this show and other places. But liberalism makes you crazy. This is why in our society, we find that the liberals, in the and everyone's a liberal in politics pretty much at this point, even if they call themselves a conservative, but you recognize these things. They say, Jimmy can be Jenny as long as Jimmy cuts off the thing that makes him Jimmy and then he becomes Jenny. And you go, that's not a thing. That's not how reality works. And they say, you're a bigot. The reason why they think you're a bigot is because they're insane. They think that you can change reality. They think that you can say something is a thing when it's not that thing. They think that you can say this medicine is safe and effective it will stop transmission of a disease. And then when you say, look, the hospitals are filled with those who took the medicine at a disproportionate rate, and those who didn't take it aren't in there. It's not doing what you said. And they say, that's misinformation. And this is why liberalism must necessarily always become totalitarianism. This is what Archbishop Lefebvre talks about in spades in his book, They've Uncrowned Him. Liberalism always leads to totalitarianism. For evidence of this, see the French Revolution. It's a totalitarian revolution. Okay? For evidence of this, see the woke mob that takes over your society. You are not allowed to have thoughts that don't conform to their anti-reality or you'll be canceled. You'll be kicked off the internet. You'll be kicked out of your job. You'll be kicked, whatever. You can't do that because liberalism has no basis in objective reality and therefore it must destroy all contrary thoughts because the enemy of liberalism is the truth. And the truth, as I said, is conforming to reality. But what's even crazier is there are people who will defend this stuff in the church, who are not hierarchs, who are laymen, who are apologists. They will defend what happened in New York under Cardinal Dolan, who called that priest heroic. They will defend that and say that it's fine. And they'll use some stupid euphemism from the liberalism of the Second Vatican Council to do so. And then those who defend the council, who don't want to admit that it's liberal because they call themselves conservative, they'll say the council actually doesn't say that. And therefore, those people just don't understand the council. And the traditionalist, traditionalist sits back with his popcorn, opens a beer, and says, this is a great show. I'm watching a bunch of crazy people argue about how many theologians can dance on the head of a pin. The who's who in the church, the hierarchs of the church, the Pope, the bishops, they have lost their ever-loving minds. And the faithful who defend them at this point, and I'm not talking about defending the reality of the papacy, the, you know, we're not talking about the, the truths of the Catholic faith, which we must believe. I'm talking about the persons. The people who defend them go insane. They necessarily go insane. They necessarily have to submit themselves to gaslighting over and over again to the point where they basically implicitly deny that the church teaching, the te teachings of the church are unchangeable and have to accept something that is utterly out 
of their minds. People have gone bananas. We have cardinals of the church calling priests who preside over mockeries of Christ and the Blessed Mother for activists who aren't even believers in God or Catholics in good standing. We have people defending that as if it's going to be okay. And then those same people will condemn traditionalists as being against the truth of the faith. We had a men's conference over the weekend. It was amazing. You can check out my talk that's on my channel. It's called Live Not By Lies. I'm working on getting the other talks uploaded. It takes a lot of work to get them edited and the audio, video, all those kinds of things. I'm an amateur at those things, so I just sort of do it when I can. Point being, it was an amazing weekend. And my talk was about, we just have to stop living by lies. And we can't just, we just, we can't just say, well, I don't accept the lies and I won't say them. We have to say, I will always tell the truth. And it's so refreshing. There was over 200 men there, the only traditional Catholic men's conference in North America. We're going to have to figure out maybe a bigger venue or something because I think it's growing like crazy. Good problem to have. And what was amazing was to be around all these fearless, courageous Catholic men who were hooting and hollering and cheering on the idea that we should just simply tell the truth. And that's why we're in the mess that we're in is because people have swallowed these lies and have truths for so many decades and they're afraid to speak the truth. We're now at the point where we are so riddled with insanity in the church on behalf of those who run the church that these absolute crazy people are having these ceremonies which are a mockery to God and calling the people who preside over them as heroes and we have the Pope defending egregious, sacrilegious, blasphemous, heretical notions of blessing things that God cannot bless. And if you stand up to that, you're canceled. I'm blacklisted in my diocese. I can't speak in my diocese. I can't get a letter of pastoral approval or whatever because I don't go to a parish run by the diocese because I can't go to a parish run by the diocese. I go to an SSPX chapel. And I can't go to a parish run by the diocese because there's not a single parish in my entire diocese where I will not have to submit myself or my children to some of this liberal insanity that has imbibed every single aspect of the Catholic faith. Just a fact. And this is the totalitarianism. This is the totalitarianism. They must reject those who stand for the truth and they must castigate them to the exterior darkness where there's the weeping and gnashing of teeth and they must submit them to humiliation and castigation and ridicule because they have no way of combating the arguments of those individuals because the individuals who are ridiculed unfairly by the, by the church officials are simply telling the truth. They did it with Archbishop Lefebvre and they do it with every person who even stands in a way like he did. Look what they did to Bishop Schneider. Bishop Schneider, and I mean this, and he would say this, he's not even a traditionalist. He just had the audacity to say, you know, some of this stuff coming out of Rome, this is insane. And he's gone. A bunch of other bishops in Latin America, this has happened to them as well. The church is run by crazy people, my friends. So what are you going to do about it? Well, we can't just sit here and, 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 and whine and moan on the internet. Oh, it's so bad. You have to make a resolution in your life that you are simply going to tell the truth. You have to make a resolution in your life that you are not going to do what the insane people tell you to do. This is like historically when you hear about insane kings. No one, no one denies that there is such thing as an authority. You know, this is part of the, the doctrine of the scriptures and of the church. No one denies there is such thing as an authority. There are authorities. You know, you have the civil authorities, the ecclesial authorities, and they have an office, and that office carries with it certain responsibilities and, 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 and authority over the people. Fine. 
but but people don't understand and you should read another book. I love recommending books. I'm right now reading through Dr. Kwasniewski's Bound by Truth. He illuminates this much more than I will in this quick little podcast. He illuminates the fact that you are only required to be obedient to an authority insofar as that authority exercises fidelity to the office. And this is where we bring up the, 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 the example of the insane kings. You know, the king loses his mind. He gets syphilis or something like that, and he literally loses his mind. And he does crazy things, and you say... I can't do what the crazy person tells me to do because when a crazy person tells me to do something, that thing is illegitimate because it's not based in reality. And I have to conform myself to reality because if not, I go insane. And this is why you see over and over again, watch what happens to, let's call them conservative Catholic apologists and intellectuals. They either go liberal because they've been beaten down so much or they end up going traditional and they themselves get canceled by the insane people. Or they play the squishy middle because they're more worried about making a living than they are telling the truth. And that's another story. Do not let yourself be beaten down by these crazy people. Do not let yourself fall into their insanity and lose your mind in the process. You follow the truth. You stand up for the truth. You say the truth. You go where the faith is and the truth is. And you live not by lies. That means you have to be prepared to make certain decisions that are going to be very uncomfortable because conforming yourself to the truth in a society run by insane people, in a church run by insane people, means you are going to suffer. But we must go back to the Beatitudes of Christ. And he talks about being persecuted and reviled for the sake of Christ with people saying things about you that are untrue. I'm paraphrasing. But for this, you are blessed. And he talks about in the book of the Apocalypse that if you're neither hot nor cold, he will vomit you out of his mouth. He wishes you'd be hot or cold. But if not, he will vomit you out of your mouth. He also says other places in the Gospels that if you confess him before men, he will confess you before his father. If you do not confess or do give testimony to him before men, he will not give testimony to you before his father. It's very simple. You tell the truth. You live in the truth. You don't follow the crazy people. You follow Jesus Christ, who's the head of the church. Obviously, the Pope is his vicar, and he is also the head of the church in, in another sense, of course. I'm not denying that. Um, but when the Pope and the bishops lose their minds, they become like tyrant kings who have lost their minds, and we respect the fact that they hold the offices, and we don't form a revolution or a rebellion or whatever. But we understand that when the church herself is in a state of revolution, that to rebel against that is actually an act of fidelity. If the, rebe if the rebels have taken over and they've overrun your church in New York or whatever, then for you to rebel against the rebellion is a counter-rebellion, which is an act of fidelity and giving glory and honor to the goodness and the rightful authority of the Catholic Church. The church is run by crazy people, and it's time for us to just simply call it what it is. Stop hoping for these men who you call conservatives, which are really just liberals in slow motion. Stop hoping for them to be your savior. They won't. If you write letters to your bishop and your bishop is trying to get rid of your Latin mass, he's not going to stop. These men who are in these positions are in the position now where they will make sure that by the time they die, they will leave no vocations, they will leave no tradition, they will leave no parishioners, they will leave the thing in ruins because that is what liberalism is. Liberalism is a revolution. There's an expression in French, liberal, revolution and liberalism, same thing. It's like a bicycle. You have to keep pedaling because if you don't, the thing falls over. 
Well, eventually, this Vatican II generation is going to die off very soon, within the next 10 to 15 years because of their ages. And with them will die the revolution. And the church will be left in pieces. And it will be up to traditionalists and sane people writ large to pick up the pieces of the church. And only when we do that will we find peace and goodness and order in the society because it starts with the acceptance and the acknowledgement of the reign of Christ the King, which is another thing that these insane people, starting with Paul VI, they reject. They reject Christ the King. They don't want you to have Christ as King. They want Christ to be King at the end of time. They want Christ to be King of the universe. It's like, what, is he the King of Pluto or something? No, he's the King of your city. He's the King of your town. He's the King of your province, of your country, of your state, of your continent, and so forth. They don't want that. They want dialogue. They want democracy. They want human fraternity, blah, 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 blah. They don't want good old-fashioned religion. They want insane people to follow insane things, and everyone loses their mind, and the church is destroyed. So the church will continue to be destroyed by these evil men. And again, I'm not talking about the mystical body of Christ. That's not going to be destroyed. The gates of hell will not prevail. But we are living through a time of massive revolution, and they will not stop until what's happening in St. Peter or St. Was it St. Peter's and St. Patrick's in uh, New York? They will not stop until that thing is happening everywhere. It will happen everywhere. Your Latin mass in virtually every diocese is going to get taken away. You need to prepare yourself for that. And when they're done taking away those, you're out of your mind. I shouldn't say that. I think you're, I think you're mistaken if you think they will leave the fraternity and the Institute of Christ the King alone. They won't. Why would they? Why would they do that? Really? They're going to get rid of your traditional Latin mass and all your sacraments? And they're going to say, by the way, you can have this little stronghold of Catholic tradition. I'm okay with that. They're not okay with that. They hate it. Okay, that's enough of my rant for now. Live not by lies, my friends. Live in the truth. Call the people insane who are insane and stop giving your obedience to people who have completely lost their grip of reality. As always, let me know what you think in the comments. This has been the Kennedy Report. Until next time, God bless.